Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of your favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. everybody welcome back this is uh my pain with episode eight of uh our breakdown of big trouble in little china i'm here with kevin what up so this episode covers all the way from where uh jack uh wang and egg are like underneath chinatown and we're gonna go all the way up to uh where the group drinks like this secret potion and then they get on the elevator ready to go fight the final battle yep all right so let's get into it uh, so Jack, they're all underneath this like gothic mystery ground, right? Uh huh. And Jack is asking Egg, he's like, well, what is that kind of, what is that water underneath there? Is that, is, what is that? And Egg says, oh, it's the blood of the earth. The and black blood of the earth. The black blood of the earth. Yeah. And so Egg, uh, Jack is like, well, what do you mean? Oil? <laughs> Egg's like, no, the black blood of the earth. Uh-huh. And this kind of goes back into the whole like. Can you just please tell me what's going on? You know, like, yeah. why is it always, like, so mysterious? Like, what's the mystery? Like, it's got to obviously be something. So what? Right. So after that, um, Wang, uh, Egg starts telling Jack this story about, uh, like, how many, many, many years ago there was, like, this giant earthquake, and it killed all these normal people. And that led to, like, all these unnatural people that kind of roamed the earth and they did, yeah. many, like, unnatural things. Now, I have no idea what those unnatural things were. Were they, like, eating babies? Uh-huh. They, what, was it, like, a lot of incest? What was going on? I, I took it maybe, like, that's the origin of all the monsters that we have in the movie. Yeah. Like, is... And I guess if you think about, like, an earthquake, you know, and it's, fra- like, opening the earth up to whatever's underneath, like, is that where the blood comes from as well the black blood of the earth kind comes like out your, from there like one of your favorite movies pacific rim where like uh, the uh, come out of like the yeah the earth's crust that and like start taking that's my assumption is like that that's the origin of like our monsters and stuff like that also i like the how the earthquake detail fits in with like the san francisco area oh like there was a giant you know i mean we got earthquakes obviously but it's probably been that way for millions of years you know mm-hmm. like earthquakes in this area so i like that they're at least making an effort to sort of l- so give us a story that makes sense. Like maybe there's a extra weird stuff going on here because so you're of the location. So you this is one of the actual parts where the screenwriters got it right, where they actually <laughs> did their I can, uh, they did some, uh, stuff, some yeah. research, and they were like, oh, okay, San Francisco is known for all this earthquake. Yeah, so let's make so an let's earthquake the reason for some of the supernatural stuff. I like that. I wonder like, what kind of Chinese mysticism could they have incorporated instead of an earthquake like i don't know i don't know i, I just don't know man <laughs> <laughs> is that what this movie makes me feel that way a lot i just don't know <laughs> uh, so like if you name something the black blood of earth i uh-huh. can see where that actually like if and this is gonna sound messed up but if you don't know any better then you could say that oil is like the the blood of the earth yeah. You no. Know? Oh, no doubt. So, but that was that's where anyone's mind would go. I yeah, think. Yeah, but Egg doesn't see it that way. He nah. doesn't see oil as like the state. It's something more earth. supernatural, I yeah. guess. So let me just get on record before we go any further. I love this movie. <laughs> as much as I'm like knocking it and picking it apart, I love this movie. So I don't want to get any sort of hate 
uh, tweets, whatever. I love the movie, you well, guys. It's, it's just, you know, only from love. This is coming from a place of love. Oh, absolutely. That's all I got. Uh, everything, that we, everything that we break down is I love from it. a place of love. I love this but movie. But it's kind of like, you know, you have a little brother and you're like, <laughs> and you're like oh, why are you picking your nose? Right I love now? him, but sometimes like, he don't act right. Yeah, yeah. He, he, we can call this don't act right. <laughs> All right, so after the uh, we cut back to the three storms and they are finishing up their their ceremony. Uh-huh. Thunder finishes up his his part and Rain comes in and he does like this really cool dual sword like it, it, yeah. I, they had to ADR that, don't you think, with all the swishing, the noise is, swishing. I'm sure. It's very I'm sure. I'm it's sure. Very, like it's very in your face. So uh, Rain kind of does this. Were you impressed by the sword work? No, not really. I couldn't really tell if that was supposed to be like super impressive and like this guy's an artist with those swords or, you know, it did just seem like he was just waving them around almost to I, me. I would say that I was mostly impressed with Thunder's skills yeah. instead of Rain. I feel like whatever Rain did, it's something that okay. if you were to say, hey, Mike. Well, it's like a spell in the in the in the context of the movie. It's like a no, spell, yeah. But in the context of just martial arts displays, no, th- yeah. As an actor, if you just say, "Mike, we get, you've got six months to get <laughs> prep for this role," I, I mean, I could have done it. And I mean, nothing against the actor who who, who portrayed it. It was uh, actually uh, Peter Kwong, but uh-huh. he did a great job. But I don't think that they asked these guys to do too much karate. Mm. Ironically, knowing that John Carpenter wanted to make a karate movie. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know why he didn't hire... Because, I mean, he, this was made... What what year was this made again? Uh, it came out 86. So this made this movie was made in the 80s. Yeah. There were plenty of... Like, it's not like these three actors were well-known. So why he could have easily have gone and gotten actor, martial artist actors and the to, fact, to, to I do don't, this. I think Thunder's the only guy who even opens his mouth. Right? Yeah. I don't think, think anyone the other ones have any line of dialogue. Yeah, you're. I think you're right. Yeah, I don't um, think anybody says anything. They should have given my man some nunchucks because <laughs> that's an impressive. <laughs> that's an impressive. I mean, if I'm going into a fight, I'd rather have a sword. But that's the one where a display of like nunchuck prowess is is cool to look at. Now you you're say like, that. Look, look. Punch in nunchucks on YouTube, and you're gonna see a bunch of people <laughs> hitting their forehead. It's not all. Hitting, uh, yeah, it's, it's not all Bruce Lee. It's a bunch of clowns out there too, <laughs> with some nunchucks. Okay. <laughs> but I want to say a couple of things. Like I felt like out of the three storms, uh, I think Thunder was the most dedicated to that role. Now, I, yeah, that was played by Carter Wong, and I believe Carter Wong had he was probably the most seasoned martial artist. Did you say previously like he was a known yeah. actor overseas? Yeah, he was. Well, I think he was either like a stunt director or okay. a, a martial artist. Like he had done other stuff. Like okay. this is his forte. Like the other two guys, I think were actors, kind of like Dennis Dunn. Like they were actors who were asked to do martial arts. Man, but I think both this guy was like legit. I thought both Rain and um, Lightning had like a great look, though. Lightning had a, a kick-ass look, and if anybody out there knows the video game Mortal Kombat, you've heard of Raiden. Yeah, and Raiden was totally based on Lightning. I, I, I thought it had to be was, a ripoff. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird because I, I I felt that I I couldn't remember when Mortal Kombat came out, but I thought it was interesting that they based uh, a video character on character in this movie like that yeah. to me that speaks volumes about like the impact that this movie had i mean we've seen dudes who could like control lightning before i think about like the emperor from uh the original star wars yeah. but yeah but i mean with the hat 
in everything. Raiden was like a a total. Oh, yeah. They just He's, lifted it straight he, off of this. Yeah, like uh, lightning, I, which is he doesn't. He probably does like the least. Yeah, in this movie he, to me, he seemed the coolest, right? Just because he coolest. can control lightning. Yeah, like I mean, I wish I could. Yeah. I, <laughs> so if you that would be your choice, like if you could have either of those powers, uh, like you would be. I don't even. First of all, I don't even know what Rain's power is, other than having great hair. <laughs> but like, I mean, like if, Thunder's if you, power is I can inflate myself. Yeah, I'd rather like control the, the lightning, I guess. I feel like Thunder was the muscle. Yeah. He was the muscle. The dude, show. he was jacked. Yeah, he was. I don't really... I, it did stick out to me on this in this sequence that it seemed like a ceremony would have all the guys dressed the same, but they all had completely different looks. Like, uh, Thunder had his shirt off. Mm-hmm. He also had these... Like leopard print <laughs> wristbands on. Did you notice those? I, again, I didn't notice. <laughs> so if I don't notice a tree, uh-huh. I'm not gonna so notice. He had print. leopard print wristbands I'm on. I'm not sure either. why. It was kind of like a Chippendale dancer <laughs> where he's got like a the cuffs and on, he had just the, the cuffs. Off too. <laughs> um, but he had that. Rain was like had a sort of a top matching top and bottom mm-hmm. on. He had to smooth and, his hair. Rain. Yeah, dude. He, he looked nice. Ponytail. Yeah, and then I'm bald. I wish I could pull that <laughs> off. <laughs> and then uh, lightning had like sort of a armor almost on, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. something like it seems like metal plates on the chest or whatever. And he he also had that hat, but he didn't wear it in this scene. But he uh-huh. in previous scenes he has that like large hat that he wears, like a kind of like a straw hat. Yeah, I've seen like yeah. people out in the field and stuff like that. Right, I'd love to have that hat, man. Yeah, like, I mean, if, if I you could, can find one, I'm especially sure over on Beaufort Highway somewhere, you yeah, find it. You probably could. Um, but I thought this must be one of those ceremonies where it's like, guys, just come, come as you are, dress however you feel comfortable. <laughs> this was no dress rehearsal. This was the real deal. Like, like, why are you wearing jeans at this fucking thing? Cargo shorts. <laughs> you can't dress no better than this. It's not wedding we're talking about. Um, so uh, after the three. Uh, after the three storms, they basically the three storms are there to complete the the ceremony of uh, the burning blade and to tame the savage heart to see if Miao Yin and uh, Gracie Law are compatible right. to, for marriage with Lopan. So what they do is they all have like this part that they play like, and you can see Lopan kind of directing them from his uh-huh. chair, and then. Uh, lightning has like the last thing where he, 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 I don't even think he shoots lightning out of his hands in this scene. He does, but he does like a thing. It was kind of weird to me that it seemed like, you know, thunder and rain both got like to do some sort of a display. And yeah. then lightning who to me, yeah, seemed like he's kind of the coolest. Yeah. He sort of is just sitting back watching everything go yeah. down. In fact, lightning, does he even do any karate in this entire movie? I don't remember I, a scene where he does karate. Uh, I feel like he might have a kick-ass fight against, I can't remember who fights at the end, but we'll get to that at the end, I guess. But yeah, he hasn't really shown us much. Well, there was the one scene at the very beginning where they first encounter the Wing Kong and yeah. Sing in the in the alleyway. They throw the knives. There's like and... that scene where Jack and Wang are kind of like running, like behind the truck, and you can see like the group fighting. Yeah, those were stunt doubles, though, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, but that's the only time I can remember actually seeing lightning fight. Well, if other you can, than that, you see. Other than that, you only see him like kind of like shooting lightning, or he's riding a lightning bolt, or something like that. If you that. can control lightning, lightning like that, probably nobody wants to mess with you. It's kind of like Jack's gun. <laughs> like, yeah, like he doesn't need to fight because he's got the the. Yeah, the, the, the I, I had this because I don't have to fight. Yeah, <laughs> lightning does something where he 
you know, he heats up the blades, I guess. He superheats the blades, which I guess is the burning blade part. They, yeah. They turn, like, super, like, white They hot. glow, yeah. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm assuming they're they're hot, you know. They're, yeah, burning, uh, it must yeah. be, right? Yeah, it, I don't know. It, would it have been better if, like, flames have kind of come off of them? Like, that would have shown, like, the intensity uh, of the heat? Yeah, that might, maybe that was hard effects to do back then. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. Or they spent their money on something else. All the craft <laughs> services. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so... Uh, the, all, all four of them, low pan, rain, lightning, and thunder, converge, and they raise the girls up into the, yeah. into the sky. They're holding on the swords, yeah. yeah and then they raise them up to, like, I don't like these this, like, skull, I guess? No, it was like a, I don't know, orb? Orb, yeah. Well, it, it was, was like, it looked like a big old pearl. It was an orb that was no, they touched, underneath that they was, touched like, the They touched the orb, yeah, yeah. So, and the... And the the skull has, like, green eyes. It lights up. It lights up and has, like, the green eyes. So the girls touch the orb, and Lopan's, they, I guess, survive. And Lopan's super, super happy about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They both survive. So we figure it must mean they're both passed the test, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, the thing that bothered me a little bit about this, well, more than a little bit, (laughs) because I can't stop thinking about it. Remember, he loves this movie, everybody. Um, That's just... It feels very much like they were just writing the whole movie out on the fly. Like, this is such a weird convoluted ceremony to, like, they're like, how, what's the, what is the burning blade? And they're like, ah, they'll grab the sword, the sword will fly them up in the sky, and then they'll touch this crystal ball, mm-hmm. and then uh, that'll make a skull light up. And that, <laughs> yeah. that it just seems like very complicated. Yeah. Not necessarily all that much to do with the name of the, the movie test or, but like to me it would have just it could have been a cooler moment it's like oh we have these flaming swords they're enchanted whatever and we go and all right we're gonna slash the girls and if it kills them then they fail the test hmm. or like the blade of the sword could shatter and that means they passed the test or then it would have added more drama because i'm not really even sure what was on the line or what if like the movie like when it opened up like had a scene where you see the, yeah the exact same someone test failing a test girl and she fails and she turns to I, ash or something yeah like i mean it's just i feel that like a lot been. of the i feel like a lot of things in this movie was just like the first idea that the screenwriter had and it made it onto the screen without any sort of looking for ways that we could improve it yeah but if we had started off with that scene with the failed test then uh-huh. we would have never had the pork chop express like, <laughs> rant. so I, you have to have true you have to give and take you're a true with this no movie. wait we had the cold open with uh egg in the lawyer's office yeah and the only and the reason they did that was just to kind of give yeah they could have added us as a you know more heroic yeah i feel like that opening of a maybe a failed would burning have, blade yeah. would have been a more compelling open yeah it would have made more sense because then you would have had like oh like, oh like, we're in for a supernatural yeah, this whatever is what happens if if they yeah that's anyway cool. that just adds tension to the scene i see what you're saying i don't think that john carpenter was playing for that though like if he was going for a more serious tone in this movie then yeah that scene would have made a lot more sense true but this was just like a fun, like comedy. <laughs> it's fun, like action comedy that he was going for. That he was like, I also want to make a karate movie, and I don't think he was that worried about like setting up scenes in the future. All I'll really say is, I just feel like if there was a writer's room, 
they didn't say no to a whole lot of ideas. No, there was this. there was one writer and his, <laughs> and his typewriter because this was back in the eighties, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and he was drinking a whole bunch of coffee with some Jack, <laughs> and he, that's how he knocked out this film. Okay, what, what if that was true? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so we cut back to the gang. They're walking back. They're walking through the bog, and they're kind of like you know, kind of you know, getting a sense of the area and everything. Yeah. Out of, out of nowhere, this giant like. I don't know what it was like a giant cockroach. Now, I'm gonna say it was a giant cockroach, although it looked to me like a giant cricket. Yeah, like kind of came out of the wall and grabbed one of the um, one of the Chang Sing. Uh huh. <laughs> so uh, Egg reaches in his pocket and I guess grabs a handful of marbles, like you said. <laughs> marbles. <laughs> I, I, when I watched it again, I thought maybe it looked more like like magic jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's magic jelly beans. Yeah. And he throws them, and he's like, "You will not come out again." Kind of like Gandalf, right? Yeah. And Jack is like, "What? What won't come out again?" This is another <laughs> point where he's like, "Can y'all please explain to me?" What the hell is going on? Like, why am I seeing all this stuff? <laughs> he has been on this adventure for a minute. So why is Jack, like, amazed that he saw, like, this creature? Is this his first monster that he's seen? It's, it is his first monster, but it's not his first, like, taste of the supernatural within this. Definitely movie. not. Yeah, because, like, he's, he's had, seen Lopan. Yeah, he's seen Lopan. He's seen what thunder and lightning can do because you know, he, yeah. he got hit in the stomach. Yeah. Why was it rains? Um, yeah, he knows. Yeah, so it's not. Uh, he yeah, you're right. Be, I guess he shouldn't be that surprised. He should be more afraid. Yeah, I understand. Like, if I saw that thing pop out of a wall, I, <laughs> if, I, if I see a roach in my house, I'm afraid. So if I saw that thing pop out of a wall, I'd be like, I'd be freaked out. I mean, to me, it looked like about the caliber of monster you would encounter, like at Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> on a ride. What's that? What's that place down the street? Netherworld. Nether, yeah, Netherworld Haunted House in yeah, Atlanta. They probably have it, one. It, yeah, I mean, let's just say there were movies that came out before this that had a higher calibers of monsters than this movie, or you know, like creature effects. But I think this monster left a little something to be desired. But <laughs> given that it only had two seconds of screen time. Yeah. Like, that's probably about right. Yeah. I mean, but it was just like, you could almost hear the hiss of like the hydraulics or whatever operating <laughs> it. Psst. Yeah. I don't think John Carpenter put all his time and effort into making that thing. Let's say, yeah. That really. That was not Carpenter's like finest moment of, of like a horror surprise or it, whatever. It was kind of creepy. It was like, it was very. I mean, it looked the creepy. The fact that it was only on screen for, yeah. like you said, about two seconds made it even creepier. Cause it's like, <laughs> what, what did I just see? Like, that was so quick and mm -hmm. it grabbed up that guy so quickly. Like, yeah. It, it was, it, it does. It you're starting to sound a lot like Jack right now. Really? <laughs> yeah, you're a little I'm, surprised. I'm a surprised. <laughs> You've seen I'm some a, shit already. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Meow Yin and uh, Gracie are now kind of fully dressed. For the wedding, like they're, yeah. you know, they're all dolled up. They're wearing like, and they're wearing the exact same outfit. They and they have the exact same makeup on, makeup, like yeah, the headdress, same, like, hair, hair, headdress, everything to a T is like yep. exactly the same. But now, now we've talked about this before. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say. Gracie Law kind of comes out of her trance and she looks like she's trying to get Meow Yin to wake up. Yeah, but then she, as soon as she hears like the door open, I think. I think lightning comes in. Yeah. As soon as she hears the door open, she goes right back into her trance. Yes. What the hell, Kevin? Uh, we were talking about this right before we started because it bothered both of us, like to the point that we were getting like physically angry <laughs> about it because it's just like so, so it's so careless. 
Because next time we see her, she's back in the trance. So she's and popping in and out of the trance yeah, all willy-nilly. And there was no reason for her to even be awake. It served no purpose. The whole thing is, was she able to wake up out of that trance at any point in time before she did it right then? Yeah. Because if she was... They could have escaped. What was, then what was the uh, point? Like, she, yeah, you're right. They could have escaped. Or at least her. Point. I don't know. Yeah, it just... it. It's just one of those things on thrown, this movie that doesn't make a lot of sense. I think you just have to roll with it. She could have like thrown some cold water in Meow Yin's face. Yeah. Like, or shaken her or something. She could have done something. Given her a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty, it works. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I would have liked she it. She could have done something. That would have made it a whole different movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was that's something but, uh, else. <laughs> she, could have done, she could have done something to like wake her up but there's no rhyme or reason to why she comes up out of that trance because truly she comes out of the trance for like again like a couple of seconds and then she goes right back into the trance not goes back into trance because lopan puts her back in a trance she goes back in trance out of her own will you yeah know? yeah she's just got almost like she's like oh i'm awake and then i'm gonna go back to sleep yeah and well actually i so i have in my notes here lightning does some sort of something to them and that's when their eyes both turn white yeah. Like just completely white. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe she had come out of her trance and, and lightning put him back under. But either way, the fact that she just came out of it, it just didn't serve any purpose in the in the plot of the story. If anything, it diminished the magic of Lopan. Yeah, I, I just didn't... It seemed like there, they did, there was no need for it. There was yeah, literally no it didn't serve a purpose because yeah, it's not like they almost got away. Yeah, um, they, yeah you're right. Like if, the, if she had been trying to escape, at that point, then it would have made more sense. And I wonder again, like, if there is there a scene that's on a cutting room floor that would have explained that? Maybe we just don't know. But it just seems like a silly kind of a <laughs> scene to. It's kind of careless. In. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make any. It does. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I would. I think we both agree. If we were editing, we would have tried to not have that. Or let's, Or you know, if you're directing, like, <clears throat> okay, we're gonna do one take where you come out of your trance and say meow yin, and we're gonna do one scene where you don't do you, that. You don't do that, and that would have <laughs> made a lot more sense. But the white eyes were kind of freaky, though. I, you know, again, having looked at it, so this, the thing I'm learning by dissecting these movies is that when you start looking at things like really intensely, you you gather a, you learn a lot more. Right? Yeah. So I, I figured. That when Lightning came in and he did whatever he did to like, I, I felt like he was taking the green from their eyes. Oh, Does that make sense? Like, yeah, completely. In my light. mind, it's like their eyes had rolled back in their head. But I think yeah. what you said makes more sense. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't get the rolling back. But so my thing is, and I guess I'm skipping ahead. It's like it doesn't stick. Like, like, like if he had taken the green from their eyes and like did something with it. Yeah, like if he had put it into like a, a ring, maybe or like another <laughs> something. orb yeah, or yeah, something, anything, like done something, like that would have made more sense. And I, I got to say that like those are really bad. Um, what do you call it? Contacts. Uh, contacts. Like yeah. the, the more I look at it, the they look really bad. Yeah. <laughs> now they're like on their hands and knees. The the, the good Wang, guys. Yeah, the good yeah. guys. The uh, Wang and Egg and Jack. They're kind of like. Now they're on their hands and knees and they're kind of going through like this tunnel. Jack looks up ahead and he can see like the group sliding, sliding into a, sliding tunnel, into or, like a yeah. tunnel or something like that. And then he, again, he yells out. He's like, hey, where y'all got, where are you going? Where, where are you guys doing? Like, Jack, where have you been this whole time? Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you're not put on this earth to get it, Jack, <laughs> as and you he say. He does not get it. Like, <laughs> you have been following them this whole time. So it's like every single time he has like this hesitation. 
it just makes no sense because if you're that hesitant, then why are you continuing to follow them? So just follow the leader, Jack. Yeah, just at that point, just keep going. Like, don't ask any questions. I think so. Jack had his like knife out. He sticks it in his mouth, and that like the dummy knife or whatever that he put in his mouth, it didn't even look real. Oh, did it look like, like it didn't like even rubber? look metallic? Yeah, <laughs> it was like a dull, rubbery looking thing. What if he had pulled it out and there were like teeth marks in it? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> also, to me, the tunnel is like it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it's stone where he started, but then when they pop out, it's like a metal. Oh yeah, you're right. Two, I don't that for one thing. The other, I'm not even sure what the tunnel is used for. Like, he pops out and he lands in a pile of fish. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't get the sense that this. I don't think they're putting fish down that tunnel. Unless that's like a... Like, this would be gross, but like if it's like a storm drain and they just kind of collect fish? Yeah. I I mean... I had one... So, I had one theory. I'm going to choose to believe this. That after the first couple dudes slid down the tunnel and busted their heads, (laughs) then one of them grabbed a... A <laughs> cart of fish and slid it under there just to break his fall. Again, that's cutting room floor. Like we should, if we could just gather all that, that stuff, that those edits that didn't make it to the film. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, they slide into like this vat of like this big thing of fish. You can almost smell it yeah, through the screen. Yeah, real fish, or you think like I don't know. They were probably were like fake. The top half were real fish, and then it could have like, been. Yeah, there was definitely like a real rat. Oh yeah, it was definitely a real rat there. Which Ugh, yeah, that's there, gross. which means there were probably like cockroaches down there too. Oh, that's but gross. um, like, all of it looked like it was filmed on location. That 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 scene right there, like I, mean, I know a lot of stuff was on set. Yeah, but that stuff looked like it was on location. You think like a real warehouse or yeah, something? Yeah, like a real warehouse. And okay, they, they had that kind of like because it would be hard to duplicate. I, well, I don't know. It looks like that would be hard to duplicate that kind of like setup. Mm-hmm. But um, how about that one dude? In the crew, who's just like just straight up taking bites out of a fish, he's like got the raw fish. Yeah, but he's just taking whole bites out of it. So isn't that what sushi is? Not not with like the bone and stuff in it. Like he's like he bit that fish's head off. Yeah, but I'm not trying to mess with that. that, That's like mystery fish. Yeah, Jack (laughs) even says like, "Nah, I'm good." (laughs) Yeah, he's like, "You want some?" (laughs) (laughs) No thanks. The guy offers Jack like some. I feel like I've seen that somewhere before in another movie where it may be like Temple of Doom. On Indiana Maybe Jones when they're eating. Doom, but I feel like I've seen it somewhere where somebody offers like, oh, I know what it is. Uh, um, did you ever see the movie Time Bandits? I have. It's been a while. Long time. Well, there's one character in Time Bandits that will eat anything, right? I okay. think his name is Vermin or Vernon or something like that. <laughs> okay. And I think there's a part in that movie where he eats like a fish and then he offers to somebody else and is like, yeah. I'm right. good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, I think that reminded me of that. Uh, so Egg tells the group, okay, look, guys, I have even more bad news to tell you. Yeah. Um, so he basically kind of tells them Lopan's story, like his backstory. He uh-huh. tells them what his mission is. And the, the key is he tells them that Lopan must marry a green-eyed girl and then he to uh, become human, I believe, but then he must kill her in order to appease his, his capture. His yeah, guy. I think then he, like, becomes more than human, like... Yeah. Uh, whatever supernatural like a a god or whatever yeah and i don't think they knew that part of it like wang has like this hard reaction because he's like he didn't realize he thought that he was just kind of rescuing miao yin from like this life of slavery or human trafficking or something like that Mm -hmm. i don't think he understood that no that there's a good chance that she might die i like this development because it raises the stakes right like up until this point we didn't really know what 
the particulars of the whole thing are or what he even really wants with the women. Mm-hmm. Um, so this lets us know, like, oh, they're like their lives are on the line. Is this the first time that they mentioned that they have to kill the girl? I, th- I thought that I they think, mentioned it before. I think so. I think before it's just like I'm looking for a green-eyed girl to marry. I don't think they mentioned death prior I to this. that the scene where there's an old Lopan and he's got Jack and Wang, like when they first get captured, hmm. I thought that he explained to them then that he must marry a green-eyed girl and then okay. kill her to appease his huh. god. It really wouldn't be news then. We have to go back and rewatch. I guess. Well, yeah, that's why I'm like that's why I'm confused. Like, why Wang is so like weirded out about that, or if he didn't say that to Jack and Wang, I'm pretty sure he said it to somebody at one point in this movie. Okay. I don't think this is the first time we've realized that they're gonna kill either Grace huh. Law or, or Meow Meow Yin. Hmm. I just don't remember. I don't remember exactly when it happens, but I'm pretty sure it, that's not the first time we hear that. Okay. So I think also in this scene, this is where um, this is where Egg first mentions that he has like this vial or some magic. Potion. Yeah, you got the magic like, he's got potion. Like, a, like what is like? Well, a, Jack, he's got that like a it's like a gourd. Yeah, gourd. Yeah, that's the word. I was like, and gourd. Jack's like, what's in the mat? What's in the flask? Magic potion? Yes. Thought so. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do we do? Drink it? Yeah. yeah. Good, thought so. <laughs> it wasn't good. It's just more Jack. A lot of good back and forth. I think the, the director, Carpenter, let those yeah. guys have a lot of fun and with that dialogue. I mean, Kurt Russell's got great timing, but it is like just more of Jack's so in over his head, but trying still to play like the cool guy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm good with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Egg also tells him, like, he, he's explaining about Lopan, and Lopan is not really human. He's more of like a spirit. And yeah, he says like by drinking this drink, it's like only a dream can kill a dream. So he, but he gets it's more, more that like real mystical wisdom. Yes, but he gets yeah. he gets into it a little more later on. They're still in this like I don't know like this bottom layer, right? And they open the door and they they look into this corridor, right? Uh-huh. This long hallway. Oh yeah, there's all kind of bad guys. Yeah, there's yeah, but they these two really cool guards like these. Yeah, two, like, they're kind of dressed like dragons. Well, I don't see that's the thing. I couldn't tell if they were dressed like demons or gods or were they actually supposed to be uh, demons or gods. I think there was a moment where Jack asks uh, ask Egg, are those real? And Egg says, yeah, they're dressed for Lopan's wedding. Yeah. So I think it, I, I take that to mean that they're humans in a costume. So, ha- so I went to Thailand for my honeymoon. Nice. And um, yeah, you know, I had to give that shout out. <laughs> <laughs> So while we were there, you could see a lot of like Buddhas and like a lot of like mm-hmm. uh, not demons, but well, I guess they were kind of like demons, but they were they were good demons, like they were demons yeah. that like protected people. Yeah. So, but they looked very similar. Like Buddhas have like a. It seems like I was doing some research. Have like a lot of different deities yeah, that like tons of protect different from different things and stuff like that. Yeah, but so this is what they reminded me of. But I just couldn't tell if that was supposed to be two guys dressed up as demons or if they were actually two demons. Yeah. Regardless, those were probably the two kick ass costumes in this entire True. Thing. Like the like I want to see somebody at Dragon Con dressed <laughs> like one of those guards. That like, would if be you nice. Pull that off, props to you. Um <laughs> So Lightning, he's escorting Miao Yin and Gracie Law down like this what, escalator, I guess. It's an escalator. <laughs> it's an escalator uh, into the Grand Hall uh, mm-hmm. where the ceremony is going to take place. And you can see all the Wang Kong 
kind of just chilling. Out. Yeah. They look like a bridal procession. Dude, almost. the design of this movie is so weird. No, why, like, why say that? It's, it's, a, it's like a mixture of 80s kind of aesthetic, like 80s cheesiness and Chinese stereotypes almost. And, and I think that they used every neon light in Chinatown. And there's... Movie. There's like some sort of six armed, like Buddha almost, it looks like, but I guess it's probably not a Buddha, but like a six armed deity statue thing lined with neon. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie just can't settle on a tone. They're, they're, dude, there's an escalator in here. Like, I don't know a lot about escalators, but I know that you don't just go buy yourself a kit and build your own escalator. Yeah, I'm- like, they would have had to have had a specialized crew come in and install. An escalator. Oh, no. I, I, I'm just saying. That's what you're saying. But like, I'm there's sure. a lot of questions that an escalator raises. You know where they filmed this? They fi- I, and I don't know this for a fact. I'm just <laughs> in a mall. Yeah, they filmed this in a mall. <laughs> and they, they probably dressed, did. And they dressed it up to look like because it's large enough to. Yeah, to it's do a that. big set. Yeah, it's just a huge set, and they they already had an escalator, and they just put they put some trimming around it, and they were like, okay, now this is your your grand. I'm just hall. saying, like, if you're taking this for what it's supposed to be. Then Lopan hired a crew to come and install an escalator in his underground like dungeon temple. Well, it is also a warehouse, so it it yeah it is it is his lair. It but it also functions. So, as a warehouse. but he asked somebody to build him a giant skull <laughs> and line it with neon. Yes, he did, and have an escalator coming down out from the skull's that is mouth. Exactly how it's Lopan like was. a eighty like a heavy metal music video in there. <laughs> it right? is. Yeah, you're that's a good call. Anyway, I'm just saying the the movie is just bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As uh, Jack Wang and Egg and a group are walking down the corridor again, I don't see how they haven't been caught by guards, but that's neither here nor well, there. Well, it's kind of like all the guards, I guess, are down in the busy at the ceremony with the wedding. Yeah, yeah. So. From behind comes the most awesome yeah. like, creature that I've seen on on video or film ever. Uh, it's like <laughs> this floating, it's like a floating head, I guess. Yeah, it's know? like a ball. It's I like don't a know. Giant floating head, but it's completely covered in eyeballs. Yeah, know? and to the point like it's its tongue when it sticks its tongue out, its tongue's got an eyeball on it. Too. Ugh, it's gross. Yeah, it is really. But so they spend some money on this monster. Yeah, listening to the commentary. They spent probably more money just developing that creature than they did on like almost any other part of this film. I could buy that because that that was a cool and very memorable monster. Yeah. So this is this monster can like psychically connect to Lopan. Now Lopan knows that that, that they're definitively there. It's kind of like a like a home security. Like it's like a surveillance camera yeah like he can see whatever this thing sees yeah mm-hmm. and and it's he very can cool. also talk to it too because yeah he talks to his voice egg. is coming out of the thing yeah he talks to egg almost like a intercom system Cause, yeah because you don't see like the monster mouthing the words that no Lopan yeah and are saying you just see him kind of like talking so Lopan is basically telling egg in the group that he knows either there and there's pretty much nothing they can do at this point like, yeah he's gonna go through with the wedding he's not really worried about them there's not you know he says he's gonna marry both of them, mm-hmm. and that he's gonna keep, he's gonna kill Gracie, and he's gonna keep Meow Yin. Have his earthly pleasures. I know it's Meow like Yen. I don't know which one of those is less appealing, but it's great because now you're feeling like this. You know, you know exactly what the stakes are. Again, I, I just feel like they had said that before, but it gives both characters though that sense of urgency of like what's on the line. But 
Egg already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he's being redundant. <laughs> like he's telling him what he already knows. Also, I gotta mention when the when the eyeball monster does when they all see it, Jack in typical Jack mode has that great like run of like Oh my God! No, that? please! What is that? Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, again, he's like he's, he's so he's funny. Constantly being surprised by the level of creatures <laughs> that he's seeing. I, yeah, it makes me think: Is there like something that would have topped all of that? You know, but I, I doubt. This is probably to me. I, I mean, this is a this movie is a cult classic, right? Absolutely. But I don't I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. You know, like we know it, but yeah. we know movies. But this is one of the more memorable creatures I've ever seen on film. Yeah. Like, it always sticks out to me. Yep. Like, I always kind of, like, anticipate this scene when it comes around. Um, I'll say I got a big props also to James Hong in this scene. Like, he is so good when his voice is coming through the the monster or whatever. He's, mm-hmm. like, got a great, you know, evil laugh. Mm-hmm. And guys all the time will try to play, I feel like, a bad guy whose thing is just like hey look at me i'm just evil Mm -hmm. like well usually i don't like that i like it when the bad guy you can sort of has a purpose understand like oh it's twisted but you understand why their motivation is what it is yeah hong just makes this villain so much fun yeah like he's just he's enjoying his own evilness so much yeah. That it works for me. I love this. Well, and I, I, I feel, and I feel that back then there probably weren't a lot of opportunities for uh, Asian Americans to, yeah, to in film. So for him to get like such a prominent role in, uh, in a John Carpenter film, I think he was like, yeah, he wanted to really nail, especially it. his a guy his from his generation. Like this is probably the first time that he really got to get a meaty part in like a big movie yeah you I know, know? He had been, i mean we had talked about hong in the in the past and i mean this guy has been in like everything like, yeah he's been in, yeah. in he's like and the, he's still going he's like the asian lawrence not lawrence he's like the asian samuel L. jackson like this dude is in everything <laughs> yeah but like this is he's probably, your go-to yeah. guy yeah but um this this back then was probably one of the more prominent roles for him and oh like, yeah he he totally sells it like he he owns this this movie yeah, I mean, no one else, I feel like if they remake the movie like they're talking about... Yeah, who would you get? There's no one else that could play it this good. Yeah, I don't know who you would get. I, I, really, I honestly don't know who yeah. you would get. But, um, so, I, I, there was one quick, though, um, note. L- Lopan, he's just, he's talking to uh, Rain and Thunder, and he's telling yeah. them that, oh, he's like, Egg Shin's here, and he's brought <laughs> a group of people with him. And there's like a quick moment where Thunder... And Rain, like, kind of look at each other with, like, this, like, worried look. Like they, they know Egg Shen? They know who Egg Shen is because he says, like, that, he says something like that little wizard, Egg Shen, has come and he's brought, like, a group of people with him. Okay. And, like, Thunder and Rain look at each other like, oh, no, shit, like, Egg Shen's here? This like, shit just got real? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, obviously, Egg Shen is well known in this community. So, Lopan basically does what all bad guys do. Tells his whole, tells his whole plan. He lays it all out. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is exactly. And you can't, and he, you can't stop me. Yeah, and Jack is just like, whatever. And then he shoots the the creature, which scores like a direct hit. Yeah, like shoots him in the cheek. But it doesn't seem to hurt the thing. It doesn't kill the thing, but it hurts him because if it if it didn't hurt him, it thing wouldn't have run away. It flew away. Yeah, Yeah, because it it's kind of like even that little monster, whatever the eyeball monster, is kind of startled that he just got shot. 
and then he kind of like turns around and scurries down the corridor. Yeah. Um, Jack did have a good line too. He's like, "Hey, you never know until you try," because <laughs> everyone's like, "Why'd you shoot it? Why'd you even try that?" Yeah, it was good. Uh, so I thought this was interesting. Um, so after all this happens, so now Jack Wang Egg group. They continue to walk through the whole. Um, they continue to walk through Lopan's palace, yeah, right? Yeah. They're tr- they're still trying to find out where everybody's at, right? Yeah. They're not. They don't seem to be in a hurry. So, like the stakes to me aren't raised. Like they should have been a little like a quick step because, like, yeah. well, now that they because kn- they know that Lopan's moments knows away it. from yeah yeah. Not only is it moments away from the wedding, but they know that Lopan knows that they're there, so they don't seem to be worried at all. Like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like if yeah, if no, I, absolutely. If I knew that the bad guy knew I was in his palace, I would either be trying to hide, or I would be <laughs> trying to get wherever I'm trying to well, get in a much faster. Yeah, pace. when you when you mentioned that, the first, I thought what you were gonna say was something that never occurred to me until just now. That it seems like your first instinct might be like, let's chase the eyeball monster because he might yeah. be going to where we're trying mm-hmm. to find our way to. Mm-hmm. Let's follow that thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe they had already come from that direction, so they knew that wasn't right. I don't know. But that just seemed like the first instinct would be chase that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but so Lopan obviously knows that the group is there. He doesn't send any kind of guards to, like, go get them, yeah. to stop them. Like, he doesn't do anything. Uh, like, but they Doesn't they, Egg said something, they do, right? They mention they, it, Egg mentions that he's... About to get married, he's at his wedding, so he's yeah, he not really worried care. about us. He doesn't care. He's only I, concerned about his wedding. I give them credit for at least trying to explain that. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can appreciate. Well, that. it's funny that you say that because, like, I was literally watching that scene right there as they kind of like leisurely walk through his like living room or whatever that yeah. office is uh-huh. of his, uh-huh. and I was like, "Where are all the guards at? Like, where's everybody? Oh, at? and like, they're like, "Where is everybody? Yeah, like, yeah. I, thought about, I thought that to myself. And then as soon as I thought that to myself, Egg Shen was like, oh, yeah, they're at the wedding. They don't. It's almost like he was talking. He was to reading me. your mind. Yeah, he's talking <laughs> to me instead of talking to Jack. So uh, Lopan enters the Grand Hall in his escalator. And yeah. And comes yeah. With, like this giant skull. Uh, they, they, they do this like real quick scene where they show the eyeball monster. He sticks his tongue out of his, hel- his uh, mouth and he licks himself. So gross. So gross, but it's yet like so cool. It's like legit gross. Yeah, so <laughs> gross, but yeah, so cool. And even the they go back to the the creature that first got Gracie, and he even yep. shows up to the wedding. He kind of like sticks his head out of the background. Just he had a tuxedo. Notice. He's probably like the best. <laughs> he's the best man. <laughs> just to let you know, he's there. <laughs> now, the creature creator on the movie said in an interview, like when he was reading the script and just seeing like all the various makeup effects, and you know. Uh, animatronics and like monsters and everything that was going to be in the movie. He, his quote was, he's like, this is the type of stuff that guys in my line of work get, uh, get erections over. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, that's just hysterical to me. But you know, it is like a exciting project for, for that guy or whatever. No, I can totally see that. Uh, let's see. So the group, uh, Wang, Uh Jack, uh, I guess they find the elevator in uh, Lopan. You know, office. this is my moment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so they find an elevator and this is it for me. Like my biggest laugh to me in the movie is like, all right, they're walking over. They sort of one of the guys or something found like, oh, this wall seems hollow. And Jack's walking over and he's like, hollow. You know, he said, yeah, 
Fuck it. <laughs> he just slices the thing, slices through the screen or whatever. That, that, that whatever he sliced to was probably like 2,000 years old. That He's killed me, no man. That, the timing is perfect mm-hmm. on it. Um, yeah. I swear to God, you can hear one of the other uh, Chang Sing guys laughing Maybe. when he says it. Like, you can hear it on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's just like some one of the guys off camera laughing. I have to go back and check that out. I swear. But, um, um, but so after that, Egg takes him over to like the bar, right? Much like the escalator, I have to ask, who installed this elevator? Oh, I. I you know I, when I when know. my when our man like Lopan is like, Acme hey, we got to get a crew out here from Otis or whatever. I need an elevator from my office down into my it's weird my neon dungeon. into my weird neon dungeon. So, so I don't know how like evil lairs are constructed. <laughs> like I don't like. Like when you're building your evil lair, you might have volcano. them build, and then you kill the guys when they're done. Maybe, or maybe you have them build it, and then you tack on all the stuff later on. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that, would, that would be a good movie to see, like the building of an evil lair. <laughs> but um, so right before uh, they get on the elevator, yeah, uh, Wang's like, okay, now it's time to drink the time to he take calls it medicine. The he medicine. He doesn't even call it like a potion or anything. Like that, it is weird, especially because Jack had just asked him, "Is it a potion?" Yeah, and he said, so "Yeah." He calls it medicine. Anyway. But so it's like this again, keeping with the theme of this movie. It's like a green, bubbling like tea type thing, or something like a shot almost. Egg on the on the egg says I only know because I had the subtitles on. Egg says it gives you a huge buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. He kind of really downplays the thing that pretty much saves their life. Yeah, he so, says it helps you see things no one else can see and do things no one else can do. Yeah, it basically gives them super. It's superpower. Yeah, yeah. Which, it, it's more like super, like in Marvel, the super uh, soldier serum. So it doesn't give them like they can't fly okay. and they can't. They, they can't hold up steel girders and stuff like that, but it's like an extra... I almost think it's like cocaine. You know, like, <laughs> or like heroin yes. or something like that? Yes. You know, like, when you're normal, like, I wouldn't punch through, like, a window, but now that <laughs> it's I'm... It's a PCP. Yeah, or even a PCP. <laughs> now I can punch through, like, a window. I'm with you, man. But, um... Also, Egg has that furry messenger bag that I noticed earlier. He says that's his six demon bag. Oh, and yeah. Jack is like, uh cool <laughs> or something like that but I it's mean, just he, like the shit is just coming fast and furious he got that from gucci now the, the it's like gucci lawn jack is just at this point jack is like just rolling with it yeah yeah i love this scene this is jack to a t right uh-huh. so they all like take their shot and they're all like of the medicine you know yeah, yeah. and as jack walks away he burps <laughs> uh, wait before they take the shot shit gets real patriotic Oh yeah, you remember right. that? That's yeah. a, a strange moment to me. Yeah, like the red, white, like Wayne's, uh, like the red, white. I wrote blue it down. And... Wayne says, "Here's to the army and navy and the battles they have won. Yeah, here's to America's colors, the colors that never run." And then Jack says, "May the wings of liberty never lose a feather." What has any of that <laughs> got to do with this movie? I'm telling you, this writer, things had gone off the rails. This is these are not phrases. This is not. A well-known phrases. They're not storming the beach at Normandy. And I don't think that anyone has ever said these words before. This is I think it just made up. This was off the top of the dome. That it's just a bizarre really? moment you think to like drop this, into the movie at like this keep point. It in. I don't think I googled that phrase, and the only results that came back was "Big Trouble in Little China." I don't think these are existing toasts or anything. Yeah, it's, if there's if we got any like veterans out there listening. And you have heard this toast before or something, please let us know. 
So, but if it's a if it's an actual toast, like that means that whoever said it had to have looked it up. You know, they had they had to research. I don't think. See, they didn't just come off. Well, the, they didn't have the internet back then, but yeah, you could have heard that before, I guess. Yeah. But I just think that this writer was just making stuff up. It seems like a very odd placement for that kind of a toast because it makes no sense. Like if they had toasted to themselves and like this historic <laughs> journey that we have just been on and like what we're about to witness, like. Well, we're about to go on this this quest, and nobody's ever seen this before. And we're about to end the evil like nobody's ever ended it before. And if you're Wang or Jack, and like your love is about to get murdered, you want to stop and make this particular toast. Yeah, like you're, you're <laughs> it's just strange. I love you, honey, but let's toast to the navy. Let's toast to the <laughs> army and the navy. Uh, uh, yeah, that's so all I got, man. Yeah. So after they. <laughs> And I'm spent. In great, in great <laughs> Jack form. After they take that toast, Jack heads off and he like burps <laughs> audibly. Like, like, like he just had like a, a sip of beer or something like that. Yeah, man. And absolutely. They go to the elevator. And they get that, in the elevator. They get in the elevator, and that is going to take us to the end of episode eight. So, hey, listen, we've been really enjoyed this. Please come back and uh, <laughs> check out episode nine. If you came this far, you, you, come go, you don't want to miss the end. Exactly. <laughs> We're almost at the end, folks. We'll check you out later. Bye.